0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 11th day of June in this year, 2021. This report will ask the question, why would a person choose to wear a mask, indoors or outdoors, but especially outdoors, if that person has been fully vaccinated? Is the person relying on and following the directives of science or the directives of those experts who say they speak for science. The Castle family is doing quite well this rainy week in the River City of Memphis. We're celebrating my sister's birthday since she is a year older as of yesterday, the 10th of June. She and I are the survivors of eight siblings, so we celebrate another year. We often disagree about politics, as siblings sometimes do, but we do agree that neither of us wants to live in a high-tech version of East Germany. The family daughter is happily getting back into her career out in the city of angels, trying to rediscover what is called normal in California. The other day I had a business meeting with a woman in a building here in Memphis. And when I got to the meeting, she was wearing a mask, but I was not wearing a mask. I try to be respectful of the wishes of others, especially in their place of business. And if she had mentioned it, I would have put one on, but she did not mention it. I asked her if she preferred that I wear one. She said, no, I'm fully vaccinated. I said, oh, then you're completely immune from the virus and could not possibly contract it from me. And since you could not possibly be infected, you could not possibly transmit it to me. She said, yes, that's, that's what they tell me. If all that's true, then why do you wear a mask, I asked her. For that question, she had no answer because there is no answer that makes any logical sense. She was not a stupid woman. She seemed open to discussing the matter. So I asked her if she really trusted the vaccine to be what she was told. She said they told her that if she got the virus after being vaccinated, meaning two vaccinations— She would not die or become seriously ill. I asked if she had any adverse reaction to the vaccination, and she said just a little soreness, that conversation. started me thinking about how even the experts at CDC now say that masks outdoors are no longer necessary. The recent email dump of 3,200 emails from chief expert Dr. Anthony Fauci revealed that he has known for over a year that masks are ineffective at stopping or preventing the virus and that the chances of contracting the virus outdoors are virtually zero. Despite all that, I see many people wearing masks outdoors, so I wonder why. Why do they do that? Stuck to the front door of a business I visited recently was a sign that said no one is to enter these premises without a mask. The choice there is simple, put on a mask or go someplace else. But outdoors makes me wonder. Searching for answers to my questions, I found I was not the only one with such questions. Filmmaker Ami Horowitz does a YouTube show called Ami on the Loose. And the show I watched was him walking around New York City interviewing people wearing masks. His first question after getting their agreement. To talk to him was normally, have you been vaccinated? Virtually every person seemed happy to talk to him. Almost all of them said they had been vaccinated. His next question was, why are you wearing a mask outdoors if you have been vaccinated? He tried to set them free by telling them that CDC said you no longer have to wear it outdoors. When he said that, a few took off their mask and thanked him. Most did not, however, and they had different but similar reasons. Some typical answers. I just like it. I just like to wear it. I got used to it. I don't mind wearing it. Most people seem to have adjusted to the mask as a a way of life and were simply unwilling to change that way of life. In other words, they were psychologically addicted to the mask. The answers that interested me the most were the ones that revealed some type of guilt. The wearer felt compelled to answer By wearing a mask, it served as a kind of punishment for some social sin that allowed the wearer to escape the guilt. That was rightfully his. He said he didn't think he had the right, from a social justice standpoint, to not wear the mask. Now, you can try to figure that one out using logic and reason if you wish, but to me it would be hard to imagine a more perfect example of how a totalitarian government Gains control of a once free people. In other words, it is a perfect example of mass brainwashing. Keep in mind that the scene is New York City. The people he interviewed are all of the political left, to extreme left, they're mostly young, affluent types. None of them gave any thought to the fact that they were confessing to being psychological slaves to the experts provided by the leaders of a certain political ideology. One man said he did not feel like he should have the privilege of not wearing a mask. That was a scary one because it illustrated how easy it is to convince free people that freedom is a privilege they must somehow earn from their betters. That man was white, young, educated, probably at one of the fine New York private universities. He has totally accepted the totalitarian philosophy of the left, that being If you are white and educated, you somehow owe reparations to someone for that, quote, privilege. Years and years of psychological conditioning and indoctrination, commonly known as education, has produced the desired effect. The result of that effect is that we must consider freedom a privilege to be granted to us by our rulers. Large numbers of people in their society now exhibit such behavior. They have converted themselves to simple cogs in a machine, Much more vast than they are, a well cared for cog, but a cog nonetheless, as evidenced by the unquestioning embrace of the servitude of wearing a mask, especially when it has proven to be unnecessary. It reminds me of the experiments where the bug climbs up the side of the jar until he encounters the lid. Then finally, he gives up even when there's no lid on the jar, he just sits at the bottom until he dies. Fear has reached a point where people are literally afraid of the air they breathe. Those who continue to wear a mask when they have had the vaccine are demonstrating that they do not actually trust the vaccine. They were afraid or they were intimidated, so they got the vaccine, but they do not trust it. They trust the expert managers who said you must have the vaccine, but they know it does not convey immunity, so they continue to act as they did before they had it. I read one gentleman who pointed out that the stigma and social stigmatism attached to not wearing a mask or even to, even to refusing the vaccination is akin to the stigma women and Muslim countries face with the way they dress. They must completely cover their bodies, including their eyes, while their husbands are free to wear shorts if they choose. This may not be herd immunity, but it is certainly herd mentality. Some people are still hesitant, however. The new rulers, the experts, those at who CDC and, of course, Dr. Fauci, have a term for it. They call it vaccine hesitancy. Since this is the rush month to meet the president's goal of 70% vaccinated by Independence Day, I know that's an ironic date, folks. The First Lady has been going into vaccine-hesitant communities to lead the hesitant to vaccine safety. I wonder about all those who insist... That control of their own bodies is paramount, but not when it comes to the vaccine. Doing as we please with our own bodies used to be an accepted and agreed upon right, but not so much now. Cigarette laws, seatbelt laws, drinking laws, drug laws, all change that assumption. The social pressure surrounding the necessity to get vaccinated is like none of those. How would you like to be told that? If you smoke unless you quit, you could never fly on an airplane again. If your only child lives 2,000 miles away, well, that's just too bad. There is a strong movement to treat the unvaccinated as second-class citizens, even to label them as such. The social pressure applied, even when the experts who support the same political agenda as the one to whom the pressure is applied are proven to be wrong at best and corrupt at worst. For example... The National Pulse has uncovered a video clip where Peter Dozik, colleague of Dr. Fauci, who collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology on research funded by Dr. Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, appears to boast about the manipulation of killer SARS-like coronaviruses carried out by his colleagues in China. Quote, Then when you get a sequence of a virus, and it looks like a relative of a known nasty pathogen, just like we did with SARS, we found other coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them. Some of them looked very similar to SARS, so we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do the work, but my colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles. You insert the spike proteins from those viruses, See if they bind to human cells at each step of this. You move closer and closer to this virus that could really become pathogenic in people. He then went on to add that you end up with a small number of viruses that really do look like killers. So there appears to be at least a growing body of evidence that Fauci's NSID is financial and personal ties to the Wuhan lab that created, created these killers. The Wuhan lab also lists the National Institutes of Health as one of its partners, with all this growing body of evidence that this killer virus was created in the Wuhan lab with full knowledge, assistance, and funding of the U.S. health bureaucracy. Then what separates these people from the mass killers of the past? Why should anyone continue to believe them about anything they tell us? This is all Very scary stuff as scientists explore the unknowns of the unseen world. Some believe the gain of function in gene drive technology research being conducted at the Wuhan lab represent the possibility of a larger change in our species than has ever been seen before. Not being a scientist leaves me at the mercy of those who are, but I can read their words and discern that they are experimenting with the genetic makeup of humanity of humanity itself. Who knows what they will do to future generations? In conclusion, this idea of forced quarantine of once free American people seems to have begun under George W. Bush when the rules were changed to allow forced quarantine or forced confinement of innocent and free people as a response to terrorism. The rules were already there, just waiting for Biden and Fauci to use Fauci's email dump revealed that the lockdown was not about flattening the curve, so everyone did not get sick at once, nor was it about stopping the virus. It was just an experiment that Fauci was running to see if keeping people apart would cause the virus to go away on its own. He stated in the emails that at first he thought that would work, a vaccine would not even be necessary. He didn't realize then that the system could produce one in only 10 months, finally, folks. I follow, and I recommend that you follow as well, the George Carlin philosophy of government. Don't believe anything the government says about anything, not ever, nothing whatsoever. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.